Hey guys, I'm Eric McLean. And I'm Kelly Gramlich. It's time to talk some ACC football. Let's go. Happy Wednesday, everybody. Welcome in to the Gramlich and McLean podcast. And Mac, welcome in Wolfpack Nation. What's up? This is our NC State guest podcast to get you ready for Clemson NC State. We had to do two episodes. We couldn't just do one, Mac. This game is too big. (laughs) The coverage continues, KG. Come on. This game, it's just, I cannot wait. There's a hurricane coming. Weather, you know, people, if you don't have a a rain jacket, go get them. You know what's so funny about this? There's a little bit of parallel here for for me. When we went to Virginia Tech, um, there was like this rainstorm that came out of nowhere. So my brother-in-law, Cannon Smith, came with me. He did not look at the forecast. He did not pack a jacket. So we had to go buy one. We went to four different stores. They were all sold out. Apparently, no one in Blacksburg owned a jacket before then. So mm. if you own one and you're going to the game, be sure this to bring happens, it. This happens, though. It does happen. It happens a lot. This happens around Clemson before a game like this. And I blame the students. I feel like the students don't have a rain jacket or their mom <laughs> packed it for them and they can't find it. So they just have to go buy another. That's, that's true. That's what happens. That's true. Well, anyway, like I said, the biggest game, it's continuing our coverage right here about the ACC. It's time for the pack. I'm super excited for this perspective. Come on, KG. We're breaking down everything Wolfpack on this episode right now. That's right, Mac. We have a few special guests to talk to today, but we're going to start with the man, the myth, the legend, one of the (laughs) leaders, one of the linebackers for this NC State team, as Mac would call him, Drizzy Drake Thomas. I can't pull that off like you. One of the baddest linebackers in the country. Let's talk to Drake Thomas. Drake, welcome into the podcast, my man. Super excited to talk to you today. Listen, you, your team is 4-0. You're top 10 in the country. You're playing out of your mind. It's got to be pretty cool right now to see where you guys are. Yeah, I appreciate you guys having me. Um, and it's an exciting time to be a part of our team. Um, you know, it's a lot of good energy in the locker room. Um, we've built, like, a great environment in the building. Um, and like I said, it's really exciting to be a part of right now. Where's the team's mindset? I mean, just where, what are you guys thinking? Because there was so much expectation coming into this year, not only from, from the media, but from yourselves as well. I mean, I remember going down and hanging out with you guys at camp. And it's like, look, we know how good we are. We know what we can go out and do. So just where's the mindset right now for, for everybody? I think it's just the main thing is, uh, you know, to block out that noise and just focusing on us, like ourselves, just getting better every single week, um, finding ways we can improve, whether that's individually or, you know, collectively and just focus on that every single week and really, you know, trying to get better in practice. Let's talk about the defensive side of the ball here, Drake, because, yeah, UConn, of course, you guys looked great. Um, Charleston Southern, yes. But Texas Tech really impressed me. I mean, that's a team that went and beat Texas just last weekend. They have a dynamic quarterback. Overall, when you look at your performance so far through four games, how would you grade how your defense has performed? Um, I'd say we're getting better. Uh, you know, every single week, like I said, we're focusing on getting better during practice and growing as a team. You're not ever, you know, staying the same, either getting better or getting worse. So I think we're taking pride in every single practice, every single week, 
uh, every single uh, Saturday, just going out there and getting better. So that's how kind of you know my evaluation of our defense. Come on, man. Well, my evaluation is all three of those linebackers are out there together, and that brings me a lot of joy. And I know it does you as well. How fun is it, man? Just to be out there with with two of your brothers that I know. You know, when you are, it's it's a party, man. With having you guys all out there. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. You know, we're all on the same page. Uh, we all speak the same language, and we're moving as one. So just being out there with my brothers again, it's just a lot of fun. You know, very fortunate and very uh, blessed to be in the situation that we are. With those other guys, we talk about Peyton and Isaiah. You guys have played so many games together. You have like a billion combined starts, <laughs> a billion combined tackles, all these things. Can you give us an example of truly how well you know those other two guys? Um, I wouldn't really say uh, there's one example I can give you, but it just feels like when we're out there, just like it's just automatic. It just, you know, feels like we're always on the same page. There doesn't, you know, there's not much that needs to be said. We already know what's, you know, uh, what each of us are thinking and what each of us are seeing and how each of us are going to react to different looks that we're getting. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't give like one specific example, but it's kind of just, you know, an automatic thing. Yeah. Drake, Drake, you and I have, have kind of talked about this offline before, but just would love to bring it back up right here. You know, what did, what do you feel or where do you feel you grew the most last year? Because you, you were put in a, a pretty adverse situation where we're losing two of those guys. And now you have to be the leader. Now you have to move back inside. Now you have to do all these different things. And we, we spoke with coach Dorn about this early uh, in summer and, and he just sang your praises about it. But what did you learn about yourself in that process that maybe is helping you right now at, at another level? Yeah. Um, I would say what you know, moving positions wasn't the hardest part about it. You know, going back to the inside, um, that's kind of something that I've always done. I've always played middle linebacker. So doing that was kind of just, you know, going back to my roots. That was just, uh, you know, like that's, just, you know, football, that's playing, that's playing ball, but uh, kind of having the weight thrown on my shoulders are like, look, I'm the guy now, um, you know, this is your defense. You got to take total ownership of it. And, you know, you got to get things done. You got to make the calls. You got to make all the checks. You know, you might have some help. You might not. Um, I think that was the that was the biggest thing, um, the biggest adjustment. And, you know, I took full pride in it, um, and, but it was a, a difficult task. And I think that's definitely helped me grow as a leader and a player on the field uh, this year. We talk about, you know, we, we joke about the age on this NC State team. So many veteran guys. And one of those guys is Devin Leary, your quarterback on the other side. Um, when you were going through camp with him and he was coming off a season where he was exceptional. So he's getting a lot of hype, preseason player of the year, all this stuff. How would you go back to the term grade? I mean, how, how would you grade Devin so far? And what kind of confidence does he give you guys going into Death Valley? Uh, I've been, you know, happy to see what Devin has done with offense so far. Uh, he goes – on the field every single day with a lot of confidence. And that's how he is every single day. Like I said, during camp, he's out there confident. Um, you know, we try to get in his head, try to rattle him and, you know, nothing phases him. So, you know, having someone like that, someone kind of unfazed uh, and that confident go out there and lead our offense, it's definitely uh, a good feeling having him, you know, having our backs. Well, I think kinda... what are some of those things? Ahead, hold on, Matt. What are some of those things that you do in camp to kind of get <laughs> Devin rattling? Besides, you know, I know you can't really hit the quarterback. I mean, what are you trying to do there? Yeah, I mean, there would be like certain things that um, I guess like if there's a read that I know he thinks is going to be there based off a of look we're getting, give, giving him, and we shut it down. 
because uh, we're like, you know, we're messing with him. We're giving him different yeah. looks or whatever. And I can, I just know what he's going through his head. I know what Coach Beck is telling him to look at. And I know like what he was trying to get from that picture. And I just kind of talked some trash to him, telling him, you know, I know what he was looking at and I know it didn't work. So <laughs> it's kind of just uh, some fun that we have. You know why, KG? is because defensive guys steal our scripts in practice. They know what we're going to run. They get ready. It's unbelievable. And look at him. He just admitted to it. He just admitted to it. He knew it was coming. (laughs) No, that's the offense. They're trying to scheme us up, and we're shutting it down. That's true. That's true. We'll we'll try to do whatever we can to to win that practice. Uh, Well, here's the deal. You guys are playing at your best right now. I mean, really, defensively, I feel like these last three weeks, you guys have, have peaked. And then a game ago, um, Devin just had total control of the offense, gets the ball out super effectively, throwing the ball like we did a year ago. And, and of course, that's what you need is we're going into what I think is the biggest game in the ACC this entire year. I mean, we all know what, what's on the line here, the Atlantic uh, you know, possibility championship, going to Charlotte and then beyond. So with that in mind, when, when you're going you know, to Death Valley and, and playing those guys a year ago, what does that really do from you, I guess, from a tape perspective, having played them last year, a lot of the same guys, and ha- maybe an, an advantage that that could give you this year, this Saturday night? Yeah, um, I would say it's helpful to have that film. Obviously, you can go back and watch and look, uh, see what they're trying to attack and stuff like that. And, um, you know, just learn from experiences from last year. But at the end of the day, you know, all the, you know, the outside stuff that you brought up, uh, it just we got to approach it just like another week. Um, like the same as last week, the same as week before we got to prepare the same. Um, and we can't, you know, get too high, too low, whatever it is. We just got to be even kill the entire time and just, you know, our approach can't change. It has to be the same. When you go back and watch that film, you'll see Clemson's quarterback, DJ Uyangale struggle at times. Now you guys were a big reason for that. Obviously last year, he looks like, Mac and I have talked about it, he looks like a different person. We don't know what happened. We don't know how this transformation happened. Are you noticing that? Do you feel like you need to prepare any differently? Or is it the same game plan it always was going to be? Like I said, it doesn't. the approach doesn't change. You know, our approach, our uh, preparation is based off scheme. It's not really based off uh, skill set or talent or whatever, like anything like that. We're going to uh, game plan based off scheme and stuff like that. Um, so... Like I said, there's really no change in an approach, I don't think. I love that, though, because yeah. we're worried like about ourselves. We're worried about us. And, and I think that that, quite honestly, is where NC State is right now. You guys are taking this next step of the, the hunted versus the hunter. And listen, you got to match our intensity, okay? We're, we're, mm-hmm. we're not worried about anything else. And I think that's what's been so fun to watch you guys match time and time again. Another thing that we have heard a ton in the media is that there's – this confidence or this boost that you know you guys did beat Clemson a year ago and and knowing that that has happened and, and it had been some time and coach Doran's you know first time I just want to ask you personally as a player as a defensive guy do you think about that at all does that help you say yeah we've been here done that we we just did it we're going to do it again Saturday night or is it just a blank slate mentality what's your approach in, in that regard I'd Say a blank slate mentality, to be honest. Um, you know, what's in the past is in the past. Uh, you say that they have a lot of the same guys on that team, but, you know, it's a new year. And, like, they're not the same team they were a year ago either. Just like we're not the same team we were. You're either getting better or you're getting worse. So just having a blank slate and going in there, um, you know, like I said, with the same mentality we have week in, week out. 
Mac and I don't pretend to be meteorologists here. And at first, when I was seeing some of this stuff coming out, I was like, it's not going to be a big deal. Now, and for the listeners who are recording this on Monday, we're seeing a little more that perhaps this hurricane might be coming right for uh, Clemson. So does that, I know it doesn't change anything for you, but I'm just asking you in your, in your experience playing football, do you have any memories when you look back as a defensive guy and say, man, we played in that game. It was a downpour. It was rainy. It was muddy. And it was just really fun. Do you have any experiences like that that you can think of? No, um, because usually in high school, they'll just cancel it. Uh, <laughs> you know, they'll cancel it or they'll move their game to Thursday or the next Monday. But I know I have seen the, the weather predictions for this weekend. <laughs> and it kind of is uh, a little bit exciting to think about the possibilities that could come from it. Sure. Do, do you- I'm assuming as a defensive guy, like the defensive guys almost love it more, right? Yeah. The rain messes with the offense. The defense is like, whatever. Yeah. Everyone I've talked to is like, that'd be awesome if it did that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Makes well, sense. That, that's what I want to ask you. Do, do you feel like it gives you almost an advantage as a defensive guy just because it, it maybe limits an offense or, or maybe makes you one dimensional? You can't throw the ball all over the yard if, if it's a hurricane and things like that. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it then it's the same advantage that their defense would have too. Right, obviously. Sure. Right. It kind of just lets you pin your ears back and, you know, go play the run, which <laughs> is exactly. a lot of fun. And both teams <laughs> would be that way. So, I mean, I think it'd be a cool way to play the game. Especially for a guy that likes contact, likes pain, likes delivering pain. Drake, <laughs> appreciate you, yeah, my man. Cannot sure. wait to watch this game. It's going to be so much fun. Good luck Saturday night. And I uh, appreciate you for your time, man. Yep. Thank you guys again for having me. Let's welcome in Joe Ovies and Joe Giglio. They co-host the OG on 99.9 The Fan from 3 to 6.30, I believe, every day in Raleigh, North Carolina. And they are both NC State graduates. We always love talking with these guys, Mac. And let's start first. Well, we'll ask both of you. I'll start with you, Ovies. Um, you know, Clemson beats Wake on the road. It was an interesting game. It wasn't exactly a dominant performance. NC State had that early scare where they almost lost East Carolina, but they beat mm-hmm. Texas Tech, who just beat Texas, and then beat UConn. So it's been an interesting start for both teams. Just your overall early thoughts, Ovis, and then we'll go to you, Julio, on this matchup. The ECU game was somewhat predictable. You know, we know week one games in college football can always result in some interesting things. Um, it's, you know, Julio likes to talk about every college team has a Super Bowl for the Pirates. That's definitely one of them when the Wolfpack come to town or the Tar Heels come to town. Um, the one thing that, you know, if I'm, if I'm NC state and Julio and I were talking about this in the summer and leading up to this, you know, to this game, we were curious if DJ was going to be the quarterback for Clemson. Um, but Dabo's doubled down on his belief and he's been rewarded with a guy who looks to be coming into his own just in time for the Wolfpack to be coming to town. I thought maybe they'd be breaking in a new quarterback for the Wake Forest game, or maybe a little bit in that Louisiana tech game. So when when Wake Forest, I was convinced Wake Forest was, was going to win that game because I didn't think that they could go toe-to-toe offensively. So the way that DJ Uyunglele played in that game and some of the throws that he made, if I'm a state fan, I'm going, oh, oh, so now, now you're coming into your own. What happened to last year's DJ? So that would be the one concern if I'm a Wolfpack fan going into Saturday's matchup. Yeah, just from the Clemson side, when I look at them and their skill players – I think Mike Tomlin said it best. The standard is the standard. And I don't see Mike Williams. I I don't see Travis Etienne. There's a lot I don't see on that Clemson offense, as well as DJ Uyunglele played in Winston-Salem. So I think think Clemson has come back to NC State. And let's 
let's be serious here. This is a 40 year storm for NC State to have a chance in this football game, to have the players back that they do. And I think the biggest key for NC State, I thought Peyton Wilson played scared at ECU. He was not a factor. I think he actually just checked himself out of that game, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, He takes the week off against Charleston Southern. The last two weeks, he has been a difference maker. He has been aggressive. He's looked really good. And that's how you win these games, you know. Uh, Kelly, in your experience at in basketball, and Mac, in your experience in football, it, it's who's going to make the big plays, who's going to make the difference. And when I look at Clemson, I, you know, obviously you see still see some guys, but not as many as you used to, man. Uh, poor Kayvon Wallace, that guy won the 2017 game. Nobody even knows his damn name in Clemson, and <laughs> he, he's the reason NC State didn't win the ACC championship in 2017. So there's just so many talented players for Clemson yeah. through years. And they, you know, Ray Ray McLeod hits a big uh, punt return here in Raleigh in 17. Yeah. Not to go keep going back to that game, uh, but I just think this is set up really, really well for both sides, to be perfectly honest with you. And I think the weather, you know, I'm sure we'll get to it, but I know I, I think that's going to throw it in there too. Yeah. Well, guys, I, I don't think there's any question. I mean, the, the podcast that we're doing here, that this it's that big of a game. It, it warrants all these great guests, all this great attention. And, and it's, it's the game of the year in the ACC. And I've had that circled, you know, since the, the schedule came out, we, we knew the ramifications for this game. I, I want to ask you this JG, because Last year, obviously a huge thing. When you, when you get to that mountaintop and you get over the hump and you beat a Clemson team and now you have that confidence, how much of that do you think will really play a part in this game? And does the, you know, happen to go to Death Valley maybe neutralize that to where it's not as big a deal as maybe I'm thinking? I don't think you can underestimate confidence and Devin Leary and Devin Carter in particular are the two players who really shown in last year's win for NC state. And I think those are the two who are going to have to shine again. You know, there's just no real way around it. I remember the first game Dave Doran played against Clemson was uh 13 was a night game and at Clemson, it was a close. It was the Brian. Most people remember it as the Brian Underwood game. Mm-hmm. But really, it was the game that shaped how Dave Doran has approached Clemson. You got to get bigger receivers. You got to get bigger defensive backs. You got to win 50-50 balls. Last year, NC State did. Devin Carter did. This year, we'll see. We'll see what Clemson can do. That's that's a great point, Joe. And Ovi's, let's talk about another part of this that I think NC State has improved on, that I was ringing the bell all last year. My main concern for NC State was they didn't run mm-hmm. the ball that well. And this year, they have. Yeah. They've improved, which is crazy because you lose Icky who was an incredible talent. You lose Zonovan Knight, but Sumo Cornbay has been really, really good. So do you think NC State can take that, what they built, and run the ball effectively against Well, as Julia mentioned, uh, you know, potential tropical storm coming through might affect that, and that's definitely the that's definitely something to keep an eye on. It's, it's been the question for NC State the entire season. You know Devin Leary is going to deliver, as Mac Lane's uh, hat would tell you. Um, it was going to be replacing the skill position players, running back, has been a pleasant surprise. I still don't know if NC State has the wide receivers that can go out and win those 50-50 balls that Julio mentioned. Um, I don't think how they played against UConn is any indication that they're kind of turning a corner. I actually think that NC State's offensive identity is more towards what we saw in the Texas Tech game, which has been a point of contention with State fans. I know Julia and I talked about it last week. The way they play and as conservative as they've been is a feature, not a bug. Right. They want to control the ball. They want to let their defense control the tempo. 
and they want to play keep away. I thought the most telling thing in that Texas Tech win was in the third quarter where they had like a 90-some-odd yard drive that took up nine minutes of playtime. And if it wasn't for um, Kong Bay having the ball go out of the bounds, you know, that it's it's a wrap right there, right? So I, that's going to be the curiosity that I have, that are they going to – there's been this debate as to whether or not they've been saving stuff, right? You go back to 2013 and the and the series between uh, Clemson and NC State has been this weird little game between Dabo and Doran, right? They're clearly highly competitive. I think Dabo has a little something for Dave to remind him that they're still top dog in the Atlantic. And obviously Dave's been chasing him and been pouring it out in every one of these games and been coming close. And that's why when they won last year, I mean, do you have the cup, Eric? You got, you got the cup? You got the cup? Do I have the cup? the cup? Okay. Go pack Dave Dorn. Hand delivered, sealed. Now, listen, we're not going to run any DNA tests, but this is the one that he drank after the game on <laughs> ACC Network. Surprise possession so of mine. I'm glad, so I'm glad you got that cup because that cup matters, okay? The, it the does, way they absolutely. reacted in that win, if they weren't going to beat Clemson last year, right, it's, it's, it's kind of like it, it, you've got this little chasm, okay? Now, it, it's, <laughs> it's an abyss. It's like a Star Wars abyss. You're going to fall in there like, like Darth Vader or, or the Emperor. But all you got to do is just step over it. But it's still scary. It's still scary. <laughs> that was state last year. Like, how can if yeah. you can't beat that team at home? Right. What are you, you right. going to do it? So as you yeah. saw the result. Now, the question is, was it the Super Bowl? Can they is this the confidence going forward? Do they feel like they can now do the thing that they almost did? But Kyle Bambard sure. missed the kick. This is this is all the little chess, little chess match between Dave and Dabo and confidence and everything else. Yeah, I mean, you just have to love it. And I, I really like what you brought up there. And, and you kind of said, okay, can we really get that out of UConn? What I think you can really get out of is Devin Leary is is peaking. Like, he, there were some games there where, you know, I'm kind of looking like, oh, is it a pressure thing? Oh, he's the guy now. You know, because it just seemed mm-hmm. off. Against UConn, it did. I mean, he was delivering the ball at a very high rate. He looked very confident. Looked just more intentional. I don't know what it was those first couple of games, but there was some disconnect. And to me, JG, that disappeared. And so for him, I mean, he has to be playing at his absolute best going into Death Valley if he wants to get this W. Yeah, and maybe you watched the film from the Clemson game last year. You know, I'm just looking at the box score. And I realize Emeka Amezi, you know, I love to say, guys, die with your fastball. It's one of my favorite things to say. Uh, Emeka had 14 catches in that game. I think if NC State has any chance in this game, Thayer Thomas needs to do the same thing. He need to keep feeding them the ball. I, I can't stand it when coaches get cute. It drives me crazy. Um, just go with your guys. Go with totally your, agree. Totally agree. Let them make plays. And, and I'm, I'm smirking slightly by you saying this is the game of the season. Man, if we top the weight game yeah, last from last week, week yeah. holy smokes, yeah. then something, something good's happening. Yeah. I think NC State's best chances is, is for this to be like the, the Notre Dame game at 16. Put the damn water on the field. Let it be 12-3 to three or 12-9 to nine or 12-6. Yeah. Hopefully State's kicker isn't hurt. Um, hope, speaking of being cute and outsmarting yourself just slightly. Um, no, I, I, I thought Devin – Played poorly in in Greenville, and I thought it was one of those. Um, let me try to shine up my language here a little bit. I, I thought it was people may have been patting him on the back a little bit too much sure. in the off season, and I think 
it's hard to ignore it. It's hard not to believe it. And then all of a sudden you get into the into the fire there in the second half in Greenville and you realize, well, that doesn't matter anymore. And I think since then he's done a much better job of realizing, um, you know, none of that stuff that just happened for the last seven months doesn't mean a hill of beans right now. So right. I'm not worried about him. I, I do think State's line, you know, obviously I know Clemson was just picked on uh, by Wake Forest, but you know, in my opinion, Dave Clawson is the best coach in, in the ACC, if not the country. And wow. I think you have to tip your hat to Wake Forest and what they did in that game. you got to be ready for uh, Clemson to make adjustments. And, and quite frankly, you, you don't do the same things that Wake Forest does. So uh, I do think you can pick on Clemson secondary, but, I mean, the front is still the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is. The dogs agree. I don't know which dog that was. I think it was Max. Um, okay. Let's get to some rapid fires here. So take out the quarterbacks on both sides. For each of you guys, we'll start with you, Ovis. Which NC State player should worry Clemson the most? Demi Sumo. That would be the one that I would. Okay. He, has, he has an explosiveness that I really, really like, and he can break a game open. So that would be the one That would be the one to keep an eye on in this game. Yeah, and, and really just his versatility. Mm-hmm. I mean, this guy has, yeah. has proven that he can catch the football, that you, know, you you can't just bottle him up, right? If you stop him running, he still has that wide receiver threat. So I, I love that. That's a great pick. How about you, JG? I'm going to stick with Peyton Wilson because mm-hmm. I think if you're going to make a difference, that's the guy on the defensive side who will. I think Isaiah Moore is still kind of coming back from that knee injury. Uh, but I think Peyton's an explosive player. I, I think he's really – I just remember a story that uh, Thayer Thomas's dad told me. They went to camp. Trevor Lawrence was at the camp because that's how old uh, Peyton is, yeah, by the seriously. way. <laughs> they were uh, at an 11-11 camp, prospect camp down in Charlotte. And, and he said, yeah, Trevor Lawrence is everything everyone says he is. And he said, but, you know, the only guy on defense who was anywhere near him was Peyton Wilson. That was before wow. he even committed to state. Uh, so I think, yeah, I think he's got to be a difference maker for – for NC State. I don't think there's any question about that. I mean, he, he's just such a versatile piece on the defensive side of the ball that can do so much. And, you know, it, it's interesting what you said kind of at the beginning of this interview about being scared and, and those injuries. I mean, that adds up quick, man. You know, and, and you think, can I still do this? The last couple of games, I don't think there's any shadow of the doubt. He's one of the best players, you know, in the country when he's at high speed. He, he's got to put on. He's got to put on. How about like a key to the game? If, if NC State wins – they have to do what? I'd love to hear that from both you guys. You all, I think Joe's going to give you the more football-y X and O's reason why. I have another reason why NC State's going to win the game. But, Joe? No, go ahead. I want to hear that, Ovi. No, you say, we gotta you just tease we gotta that. We gotta say that. That's, come on, Kelly, you did radio for a long time. You know how the tease works. <laughs> I was we'll thinking that's you, such a radio answer. We'll tell you next. <laughs> oh, man. After this break. All right, Julia, you're up then. <laughs> Well, if the weather really wreaks havoc, I obviously taking care of the football is, is going to be number one. Um, but I think I think ultimately it's about NC State's offensive line. And, and can they just give Devin Leary a, a half a second? You saw what Dave Clawson did was basically use his lead back as the lead blocker, uh, which was a nice wrinkle, man. I mean, that guy, mm. that freaking guy, the claw. Um <laughs> <laughs> I can't it, it was brilliant. It. it was unbelievable. I mean, it really was. It was so good. Uh, so I just want to see if NC State's offensive line can hold up. Uh, I thought they got pushed around in the second half of that ECU game. Uh, they've acquitted themselves since, but that's not it's not the same level of competition. 
So back Pardon, in, it's, it's your time to shine. Back in April, Jillio and I went to the Final Four in New Orleans for Radio Row, Duke, Carolina, playing basketball. Like this once in a lifetime, they met in the Final Four. I went to a witch shop. And I bought these, they're called mojo bags, put a little sage in there, some rocks, crystals, various other things, put in a little bag, put it out there. And I, I got two. I basically went the whole, like, hopefully both teams play hard. Let's get something magical here. It delivered. I would say that the mojo bags worked in New Orleans. So I also picked up a curse reverse candle and a <laughs> clean house kit as well. And at the end of the summer, before the start of the football season, Jillio and I went out to Carter Finley Stadium and we performed this ceremony. Uh, we burned the candle. We had some oil. Uh, we read a little, a little, you know, to manifest, you know, set our intentions. We also found parking spot 19083. Do you two understand why 1983 might matter? 1983? No. I'm not old enough to know. <laughs> Kelly knows. What happened in 1983? Uh, I'm thinking of 19... Uh, the, the main stat I know is that State has not won in Death Valley since 2002. But okay. educate me on 1983. So, so 1983. Oh, no. 1983 is they won the national championship in basketball. Jim Valvano, right? Oh, basketball. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were talking football. No, no, no. Oh, no, no. Yeah, because, of course. Because, because, okay. because basketball actually factors into why State's been the way that they've been for a long time and the NC State stuff. I don't okay. know if this is an FCC-friendly podcast or not. So, sure, sure. We know what you're talking uh, about. So you know what I'm talking about. So we decided, you know, Dave might have given you that red solo cup. He might have said after they beat Clemson, you know, fans, the curse is over. No, 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 no. Kevin Keats said the same thing when he said he stuffed the stuff. How'd that work out for him, right? So Jillio and I are making sure that the curse really is over. So we brought in some witchery. Uh, we buried a Clemson mm. 1981 championship Coca-Cola bottle. Uh, what else did we bury, Jillio? Uh, box score from the Vanderbilt, the pack, the loss in uh, Omaha, yeah, we, their last game. They played oh, in Omaha. Yeah, we burned that. We burned that box score. Did you burn anything from the, the UConn, the NC State UConn women's game? No, we didn't. No, that was what the fake field goal was for yesterday. Okay. That was the door and getting back at Nina King for yes, yes. NC State in uh, Bridgeport. We took, uh, I think we ripped up, we, you ripped out the insert for Peter Golenbach's personal fouls book, which sunk NC yeah. State in the where NCAA, it where it all started. Mm -hmm. So we, we and I, I would have to say, we've been burning every Friday, we've been burning the, the curse reverse candle, just kind of regenerated. Wow. And so y'all are prepared. Wow. So far, it's working. Yeah, ECU is two gimme kicks. Oh, well, well, let me ask you this. No one's going to blame we'll, you guys. No, that's the right part. Well, let me ask you this, and we'll, we'll let y'all get out of here. Are <laughs> you bringing crazy. the candle to Death Valley? Yeah. Look, I'm look burn at them both up. nodding. Of course. I'm bringing <laughs> it to the rock on Saturday. I, I, will, I will alert security. You're bringing it to will the know. Rock. Hold on, hold on. Hold, let me take this off real quick. <laughs> I am alerting security. No, Mac, don't. And you will not be fun. in the stadium. <laughs> Mac has his cup. See yep. that, KG? That's the cup. I see it. Your prized possession. That's the cup that uh, Coach Dorn sent me mm -hmm. after Clemson took that L a year ago. Prized possession. What it actually think? actually stays right here on the nice. shelf. Nice. I like that. It's pretty cool. I, honestly, that was one of the best moments in TV history. Uh, so it's pretty neat. I, I am. I was had like a salty face. I'm not salty about that. That is awesome that he did that. And uh, I cannot wait for this game. I really, I really can't. I agree. I thought Dave was a great sport doing that. And look, you got to celebrate, celebrate yeah. that kind of win. 
And if you beat Clemson again, put something even stronger in that cup. I'm not sure. I, I don't know if there is anything stronger than he had the first time. Right. But this has been such an interesting episode, Mac, because we had Drake Thomas at the beginning giving us the player's perspective. He's confident. There's no way around it. He barely wanted to talk about Clemson. He doesn't care about Clemson. Clemson never heard of him. I mean, that's what Drake Thomas was saying. Then we talked to the Joes, Joe Ovis and Joe Giglio, who are two of the best. We love those guys. And that's the fan perspective. And they're nervous. The fans got their are little candle. I think they got their so, candle to light up. Yes, they're, they're breaking curses. Bad that's news. Right. That was Bad so news, funny. KG. You can't light a candle when it's pouring down rain. That thing ain't going to burn. Uh, that's going to be a problem. That is going to be an issue. But I find it so interesting. And this is probably how it should be. The player who is in it every day is very confident. Right. The fan, especially from an NC State fan perspective, where you've been burned a lot different times, different sports, everything, and they've just been through it. I feel for them. They're not as confident. I I find those two perspectives fascinating, Matt. I I do, too. And and I think it's, again, it's a little bit more of the history with the Joes. Like, those guys have been through it, right? They they bless their hearts. They they were rattling off all these dates, all these years, all these events, and then even offline, there's even more. And I'm just like, man. They buried a Coke bottle at Carter Finley? They've been through it, and I understand. Uh, But then, again, from the player, like, (laughs) we're – we were the ones right. doing it. Like we, we understand the yeah. preparation, what goes into it. Um, loved his answers. I, I think, you know, whenever Drake's done playing, he's gonna be a heck of a coach. He had great practice here today with the answers mm-hmm. that he gave me um, and, and was, was fantastic. And, and again, I just can't wait to see that matchup. This NC state defense turning up at the right time, obviously Clemson offense turning up at the right time. It is going to be a fantastic chess piece. And then you add in this weather, a variable mm. just roaring in here. Who knows what it's going to look like and what limitations that is going to cause. It's going to be nuts, KG. If you missed our Clemson episode yesterday, Quok taught us about variables, so go listen to that. <laughs> oh, no. The weather... Quok's rubbing off on me too much. <laughs> <laughs> the weather is a fascinating aspect here, Mac. Right now, and we, we talked about the Clemson side of this game yesterday. I really want to talk about the NC State side. Six and a half point dogs going into this game. The total's at 42 and a half. Basically, if, you, if the weather holds on, you take the under there. Absolutely. But if not, I think this game could very well be kind of a 30 to 21 or a 30 to 24, something like that. When you look at NC State, Mac, if NC State is going to pull this upset, what are they going to have to do? Mm, man. I think for me, you know, it was one game of Clemson going shot for shot because that was the only game they had to do it. Um, So for me, I think it's going to be on the offensive side of the ball. I think it's going to have to be keeping Devin upright. Can Devin be that guy that we just saw against UConn, understanding the opponent? Clemson ain't UConn. Um, Understanding Clemson's probably going to get some guys back in that secondary, and you're going to have to make some, some probably better throws than Sam did. And can they do that? You know, can Devin be the guy that we all thought, um, you know, player of the year, right. getting the ball in tight windows, getting the ball to his receivers? Thayer Thomas should have 20 catches, you know, really involving those guys early and often. So for me, it's going to be can that NC State offense take the step that I think they can and think they can be, you know, to really end the season right here, you know, in week five. Agreed. And we're going to break down this game, every aspect of it on Friday. This is just kind of a little sneak peek like we did on the Clemson episode as well. But Mac, and the Joes alluded to this, and we talked about this at Media Day. Everyone was wondering about this game back in July, and they were saying, well, who's Clemson's quarterback going to be? What's so crazy to think, Mac, this is something that no one would have predicted. 
that honestly, DJU has probably looked better than Devin Leary through four games. Yeah, I don't think. And Devin Leary is your ACC preseason player of the year. Yeah. That is not a storyline I I would have <laughs> expected going into this right. game. So does it come down to the battle of the quarterbacks? Yeah. Yeah, well, I think you can take that probably off. Unless it's, it's just, yeah. Unless it's hurricane. <laughs> right. Well, I think it's yes, he has. And so that's what I'm saying. Yeah. With that, you know, can Devin match that? Because we saw a week ago, he's turning up. He, he looked really sharp. It, it looked totally like a different guy those first three games. Just not comfortable, not in his UConn. offense. Right. It is UConn. Um, but again, on air. I mean, this dude was overthrowing wide open guys. So that's what I, I want to see that continued thing. We'll be interesting to see, you know, if it comes down to that Wake Forest type game back and forth that Clemson was just in, you know, can NC State replicate that? And, and can they show that adversity? I thought another thing that was really interesting, KG, was just looking at the schedule and, you know, not quite playing a team of the caliber of, of a Clemson yet. Obviously, Clemson just played Wake Forest. But I think the adversity that they had week one really prepared them. Yeah. And I think the sure. the the dynamic offense of Texas Tech and, and the way that they shut it down, the way that they really isolated it, I think that's enough. Uh, but certainly sure. going to be the best opponent by far that they've seen. And they've got to be ready. They've got to be ready in a hurry and kind of, you know, not to be punny, uh, weather the storm there because it, it could be in a hurry what Clemson's going to be able to do. I got dad jokes for days. I got them. Man, Max and dad know. I don't know if you heard. So the dad (laughs) jokes are coming. All right, before we get out of here, and again, our full breakdown's coming Friday. We asked our guests this question, Mac. I'll give you my answer, and then you give me yours. (laughs) This is our NC State episode. So which NC State player should worry Clemson the most? For me, it's Sumo Cornbay. I think that guy is a game changer. He's a playmaker. To me, he's the guy. Will Shipley talked about it yesterday. Get the ball to your guys in space and mm-hmm. let them make plays. To me, that's sumo corner. Mm-hmm. If you can get the ball to him in good situations and let him make plays, he's going to make guys miss, especially if he gets to that second level against some of these young defensive backs. Who knows? He could be a game changer. That, that's the guy that I'm looking at. Yeah, I, I like that. I think it's going to be difficult for him to really run in between the tackles. But if you get him outside, you know, look out. That, that guy can make plays happen out in space. For me, it, it's really going to be, hmm. There's a lot of options. There's so many options. I think I'm going to go Drake just because I, I know what he can do. I think that they saw that tape um, of some missed pass blocking by Clemson running backs. And I think they're saying, mm. let's test that. Let, let's go right at that and see what they can do when they have you know some of the best in the country coming right at them. So if I'm NC State, I'm doing that early and often. I'm trying to isolate you know one of my three dog linebackers on that running back, whoever's in there, and, and just try to blow them up. And if you do it enough times, guess what? They're going to get real tired of trying to block you, and you can make a really impactful game, whether it's a strip sack, it's, it's a blow-up, it's a missed throw, and you get a big pick there. So that's, for me, is is really where this thing could get super interesting. I love that. that that's, a, that's a little nitpicky fact that <laughs> your average person would not pick up on. But I think that's really – and the fact that Kobe Pace got banged up against Wade. Right. If he's not ready to roll, then you only, you're down to really two backs. If you're Clemson, that could be a factor too. But – like we said, tune in Friday. We really appreciate all the guests that have joined us the last couple of days for our guest extravaganza. <laughs> and no guests on Friday, just breaking just down us. the game. That's right. Just us. Big shout out to the Joes. Big shout out to Drake and Annabelle for setting all that up. Can't do it without her. Really appreciate those guys. But that's it. Another great episode. Massive episode. Part two of this Clemson NC State game. It was a lot of fun. Guys, do yourself a favor. Go get Sirius XM right now. Another thing you need to do is check out our producer, Richmond 
Weaver. Rich Take on Sports. Listen, this guy's podcast is fantastic. The things that he has, the stories that he has told, and the folks that he has interviewed, you're going to love it. Rich Take on Sports, but also go follow us as well on YouTube, on Apple Podcasts. We'd love to hear from you guys. Rate, review, subscribe. But until next time, we'll see y'all.